Hello everyone, good morning, happy February 7th or whatever, whenever, whatever you're listening to this. Thank you for joining me again on another episode. Every time you click on an episode, I get a little ding in my heart, like a little warm feeling. So you can imagine that all throughout the week, you know, I'm getting ding, 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 because you guys keep listening. (laughs) So thank you. It means so much to me. I hope you have a good time whenever you're here. That's just honestly my wish is that you guys have a good time and listening to these podcasts and learning and growing with me. And if you're staying tuned in, and I, it means that you want something, you you want to learn, you want to grow, or maybe you just want entertainment, you know? So thank you for being here, and welcome to the kingdom, baby. Hi, guys. Welcome to the kingdom. <laughs> this is your host, the one and only King Cor. Today we have another episode from Jerome Boateng from two episodes ago. I got some feedback. You guys were thoroughly entertained by the last one. But that is not the best part of his story. The best part of his story is obviously the redemption. You know, talking about past life and stuff is is fun. It's, you know, maybe it's not fun, but maybe it's it's entertaining and we can giggle and stuff like that but the true true essence of why we talk about the past is to talk about the renewal and how we have been changed and that's what i want to bring to this podcast is transformation redemption renewal just helping us to be better versions of ourselves and you know yeah through christ and yeah so if you guys enjoyed last episode, you will enjoy this one. This one was so, so good, so touching. We talked about so many things such as, well, first of all, you know, how do you go from that? Like, how do you go from being labeled an F-boy, a player, all these things to a man of God? How does that happen? Where is that shift? We talked about it. We talked about, you know, Christian world and the idea of being perfect or the image of being perfect that people falsely try to portray. We talked about still struggling. We talked about, you know, how God uses us to preach to other people. We talked about maintaining friendships when you have literally done a 180 in your life. How do you still keep the same friends? How do you talk to the same friends? You know, we talked about so many other things. And it's exciting. It's fun. I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. Shout out to Jerome, of course, for being here. And yeah, let's get into it. All right, I'm recording now. Hi, Jerome. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello. 
You sound super excited. I'm very, very excited. Yeah. <laughs> to be back on the show. No other guest has had two episodes, Jamal. No other guest is like me. I so, know. I know. Yeah. Anyway. Business-minded and a, a creator like you. Mm. <laughs> Actually, I'm lying. A bunch of people have had two episodes, but that's okay. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, was, I keep thinking I, I thought of one person. But... <laughs> I'm crying. Okay, welcome back to the kingdom. Welcome, people. Welcome. Uh, okay, it's a... let, me, let me let me charge. Let me get my let me plug in my battery because <sighs> your phone battery or your life battery? No, no, no. My my body battery. Yeah. Really... Energies. Ah, uh, okay, it's back. <laughs> that was quick. Yeah, that was quick. That's like a supercharge. Like, it's faster than yeah. the USB-C chargers that Apple gets. Yeah, because God is the source of all power. So Ooh. So yeah. That's good. That's good. All right. Yeah, it's um a lovely Monday. What did you do today? Yeah, I went to, I went to class. I went to church. And then now I'm here. Not, you had church? Oh, you have church every day? Yeah, every Monday through Thursday. Nice. Oh, yeah. and then Fridays are off. That's fun. Yeah, Fridays are off. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, is it snowing where you are? Because it's snowing a little bit here. It's not. It's raining. Oh, dang. Actually, no, it's nothing. It's <laughs> I see, I see. Yeah, I'm having um a bit of a relaxing Monday. Obviously, yeah, me as well. anticipating I mean... this episode. I think I'm. I think my energy was down because of my test. I had a. I had a test today. Exam. Yeah. Already. I've been having tests. I've had tests. I've, I've. I've been here for like a month. Oh. Yeah. What? Like, what? how is that? This how the semester works. What? Did do they not have regular semesters? They do, but they we started out earlier. Why? I don't, uh, that one you have to take it with the school. Call. <laughs> okay, I'll call him. Yeah, please do. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like all my energy went into like studying for everything, and now that is done, my energy is just eh. slowly de- we're coming back. Hopefully, let's see. Let's see how this episode goes. Yeah, hopefully this episode will energize you. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for coming out again. We're gonna do a part two because I know I've been hearing. It is a highly anticipated episode. <laughs> and we need to tell God's story of redemption in the best way possible, okay? And we are not glorifying past sins. We are just being open and vulnerable, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's... Men aren't allowed to be open these days. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> the way the world, society has made us, especially now, yeah. the voice of men are being, what's it called? Muted. Men's lives matter. Men's lives matter. <laughs> I'm going to start a movement. <laughs> Men's lives matter. Okay, oh, so man. where did we le- leave off last episode? I think we left off with where did we leave? we left off with kind of like 
the peak of what um the peak of the past life the peak of the alien invasion yes we left off with i think we were talking we left off with um before i think i mentioned i think it was the start of when i began to find god Mm -hmm. so i think that's when it was yeah i think we last talked about sam and like well i don't think we mentioned his name but sam is his brother i think we're talking about um him praying for you and other things i'm not sure um, I, I think, I mean, I mean, yeah, let, we can just get into it. We'll come. It doesn't matter if they heard it before, they can hear it again. True, true. So, so you can start out with your interrogation and then we have, yeah, I'll answer. <laughs> interrogation. Yeah, just so you know, I was given a truth serum before we started this. Yeah, he, he was in a lie detector. I'm being forced. <laughs> he was in a lie detector test. Yeah, I told you, the aliens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... What would you say, yeah, what would you say after experiencing highs of, like, you know, the high of the highs of the worldly things, you know? Mm-hmm. What would you say, what would you say finally opened your eyes or, like, kind of made you snap out of that reality into what your reality is now? Mm. Because you've always say, known that know. there was I a God. Say, I, don't, I, I, I think even even when I was in the process of finding God, I, I don't think it was it was anything that really snapped me. It wasn't until after I found him that maybe you could say that something snapped. But I feel like even during the process of me trying to get to know him, what made me get to like maybe what made me get to that point? Because before I wasn't like because I said before I got knew who God was. I knew I went to church here and there, mm-hmm. but I didn't go for the right reasons. I went to church most like. Um, before college, I went to church mostly because of friends. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I go just to go spend time with my friends because um, some of uh, the people from my church were from different schools and whatnot. So, like, it would be the only place where, and I didn't go out, I didn't go out, like, go out at all, like, during my time of high school. So, it would be the only place where I get to meet my friends from different schools. So, that's the only reason why I was going. And um, so, yeah, but so after going to college experience and whatever, I think I believe I said that what first drew me in into wanting to like seek after God was um the they had a gospel concert. Mm-hmm. They had a gospel concert and at the at the gospel concert the song they were singing a song by Tasha Cobbs like your your spirit and they were singing they were singing it and then it was just like drawing me in drawing me in mm-hmm. and 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 then I started to like think about my life and I just started to cry out of nowhere mm. and it, it was just like God was just speaking to me you know like it was just like damn like what have I been doing like it it was different it was different I don't know why I was crying but I was just crying. And yeah. to make things like to um, to kick things off, like the next week we had Thanksgiving break. Wait, one then, second. So yeah. who had the gospel concert? Your church? You, you Mass Darmic. Oh, they were just oh, throwing a random. Yeah, gospel there was a gospel concert? concert in that school. Yeah. And why? Yes, why did you go? Because it doesn't seem like something you would have gone to. It was. Um, I mean, not that would have been something I'd go to. It was just so like so. Let me backtrack. So there's a friend of mine that. Um, the night before mm-hmm. we went to a birthday stripper thing slash whatever thing. <laughs> yeah. And 
that same friend the next day hit me up saying, oh, let's go to this gospel concert. Wow, the duality of man. Yes, and then the same girls that were in the stupid things were the ones that were going to the, we were going to the thing <laughs> with them. So let's, yeah. That's so, funny. Yeah, so we went to, we went to the gospel concert. Because I, I went there because of, because I got invited by him. Then let's go. Mm. So, yeah, not knowing that, you know, what the devil could use for bad, God could use for good. 100%. Who, who would have known that, that, like, me getting drawn in would have happened at that place? Mm. Yeah. But I went, and the, next, the following week, I went back home for Thanksgiving break, and then there was a program that happened. Um, it was a four-day, I think four- or three-day program where one of the, like, uh, a men of God, two of the men of God from like two men of God from Ghana came, and they, were, they you know it's a program that's the when most. When you say the, program, what does that mean? For people who so don't call like it a program, church okay, like a church, church event where they preach, prophesy, worship, things like that. It was yeah. a church event, and um, they came. I think it was also Bampa and um, Prophet mm-hmm. and they came. And my expectation for going there was that I wanted to. I want God, I want God to speak to me. Mm-hmm. I want God to speak to me while I was there at the program. Because most times we go to church, like even like before I found God, like most times I go to church with my brother, whatever it is. And then every like there was a time where I, I like I remember every single church service went to my brother Sam. He was getting prophecies left and right every single time he went to church. Mm. Like, and I was just standing there like, hey, God, what about me? Do you not see me? <laughs> yeah. And even even backtracking that, because I remember even when I, um, I remember even before even Sam was like, like uh, was in a school or whatever it is, like a long, 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 maybe, maybe like 10 years prior to me finding God, I went to this church camp with my older brother and, um, I remember there was a prophet too that was there, and I was, and there was he was prophesying, and I was asking God like, "Hey God, what about me? Like God locate me and things like that." So I feel like for the longest of times, I've been wanting God to speak to me, or like say a word to me, or like I wanted I wanted a prophecy basically. I, so I was a prophecy seeker, but I wasn't getting any. Mm. And so I felt like I felt like God didn't know me, or I felt like hey, maybe, like me maybe maybe my life didn't matter as much. Or maybe what God brought me here to do on earth didn't matter as much as compared to others. Mm. So it was just as, as, like I was kind of like, like it was, I think it was an maybe like a spiritual insecurity that I had, you could say. And I was, I wanted God to speak to me so much, not realizing that, you know, he's already, he's, even me being alive, he seems speaking to me. Or yeah. everything that I do was him, you know, was him. And like the small things that he was doing for me was him speaking to me. Wow. So. I went to the program and um, I was praying the first day that like, God, I want you, I want you to prophesy. I want, to, I want to prophecy, prophesy to me, prophesy to me. First day, nothing. Second day, my older brother got a prophecy. So my older brother went, and my older brother got a prophecy. Second day, and so it was just like ah, so Sam, this guy. So what about me, God? Like third day, I just like it didn't come. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think it was still, it wasn't until the, you know, the, I think it was the last day. So I think it was the third day that was the last day. So I think that uh, the third day, I was just like, I just gave it up. And my mind cry was not even there because um, I, I believe that um, after I invited some of the the girls that I was involved with to mm-hmm. that program the third day. They came? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Not all, I mean, I didn't buy all of them, but yes, yeah, some of them, yeah, they came. Let's let's be honest. I'm, really? Yeah, Wait. They <laughs> yeah, they came, and then I had, like, it was my intention to, like, go hang out with one of them after uh-huh. the program. Because at that point, I'd just given up. God stopped talking to me, so whatever. So I was just there, there sitting, like, sitting there, you worshiping. My hands was up. I'm worshiping, worshiping. And then all of a sudden, the move, like, the Holy Spirit, like, moved strongly in the crowd and mm. then i like i felt his presence and i felt strong like i fell to the floor and i don't know what happened and then um i think he the, he said that whoever fell the ushers to bring them up or something like that so they brought me up and i'm sitting on the floor and i remember feeling this like hot, like i was as if i was like high or like drunk let's say drunk or mm. if i was drunk but like it wasn't off wine obviously because mm. and i was just there just sitting down on the floor tears all like just like sobbing like a little kid with my hands up worshiping and it was like damn i wouldn't do this if i was in my right sense of like if i was <laughs> what anybody that knows me would know i would never do this if if there was in the right state of mind because yeah. i don't i don't know what it is i feel like there was so much pride if you could say that like because pride is not just you thinking you're better than anybody pride is also like if you like for me it was a sense of me feeling embarrassed mm-hmm in front of people because I'm worshiping God. That was yeah. pride. And, but for some reason, it wasn't a problem. And I was just worshiping with my hands up crying or whatever it is. You and knew that you that, were doing that? What? You knew that you were doing that? Um, I, like, my sense was there, but my sense wasn't there. Okay. I don't know how to explain it to you. It was just, it was just in the moment. Like, I don't know. Like, mm. I knew I was, like, I don't know. It was just in the moment, like I said. I can't really explain it. It was different. Mm-hmm. It was different. And I believe, um, in that moment, God saw that I, I was, like, I really, in that moment, I feel like deep within me, I really decided, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find this card or I'm gonna, I'm gonna serve him mm-hmm. because I was like God was trying to like break me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was trying to break me. The first day, he, I had my own plans. I wasn't bro- being broken. Second, I had my own plans. But when I finally decided, you know, whatever, and I gave it up, like I feel like in that moment, as I was crying or whatever, God was just breaking, breaking down things inside of me, and that's when His work had. Be- that's when maybe let's say His work began in me, like the, the his process of like renewing who I was and restoring who I like who I am. I felt that's when it began. And so after the program, the program is done and then the prophet is like just saying if you want to sow seed into this life, come sow a seed and then Sam gives me his card that I should go sow because at that point I wasn't working. So he gave me his card. I went to go sow. Right when I was turning my back I was walking away, he called me like he he called me and I said that God is going to use me and that God's going to make me a major whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, oh, wow. Okay. Major what? Major, he, was, he said a major prophet. That's what, okay. That was his words. Yeah. Did you not want to say a prophet because you think that's like too much or what? Oh, no, no. I just, uh, I'm just being, you know, <laughs> I don't okay. know. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. he said God was going to use me. He said basically whatever. And then, um, from there, I had that in my head. Okay, God, God has said that He's gonna use me, so now I can start to try and work on myself. Because before I was in oblivion, like I was in, I was like, I didn't know where, I, like I didn't know where my life was headed to. Mm-hmm. Lost. Even though, I, yeah, even though I knew I was in college, I was pursuing a degree. I didn't know where I was headed to. Like to be honest, mm-hmm. like if you talk, like I, I knew I wanted to, like I was pursuing a, like a law or whatever, but. Like something within me felt like that was it. Like I don't know, I, it wasn't gonna happen. Mm. So I was basically just wasting my time. And so I go, I go back to school. I remember, 
Um, so that night, like that girl, I think I, I don't think I hang out. I hang out with that girl that night. <laughs> How I, could I you? I planned on obviously. Yeah. But oh, I think I dropped them home, and then that was it. But um, the I went back to school, and I remember I was parked in a parking lot, and then I told God, that God, I give everything to you. So take over my life, take control of everything. And literally, the either the, I think the next day or the next two days, like I was checking, it was time for me to register for classes, but I checked my bill. And then my bill sets a number that I've never, I've never seen before. <laughs> and I was so confused. Like, how? Where did this book come from? Why is it so much? And at that point, I didn't have any means of paying for it. So it was really like, oh, yeah, I'm, I, like, I'm, was, like, my only option was to drop out of college. Wow. And so I'm stressed going to, like, thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then I see a poster that said, free tuition and fees if you join the National Guard. Nice. And immediately, I just I take the number down, text them, and then I just got the process. Process. I just started processing myself into like to join the army. This was even before I consulted my dad, my family, nothing. I didn't tell nobody. I just saw it, texted, boom, 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 and then um, I finally told my dad. He said, "Okay, if that's what will help me, then I should do it, or whatever it is." So. Yeah, so I um, I signed up for the army, and while like waiting for my my like the day for them to ship me, because I signed up in December, but my I, I wasn't due to get shipped off until February like fifth or something, mm-hmm. or fifteenth or something. Yeah, so I was just I had like a few months to you know spend here. And then in, during those months, I remember Sam, um, like I said, Sam has a, a group, Sam found the group like Salvation Prayer Youth. And during those times, we would always meet like from like 9 o'clock p.m. to like 5 a.m. every day. What? Every single day. There was specific day. There was a bunch of us that would every single day would go to the church 9 a.m. or 10, 10 p.m. I mean, 10 to like 5 a.m. every single day. We were, we were constantly, praying? constantly, constantly, and like praying, doing a Bible study, praying, doing a Bible study, prophesying. Like it was just a constant thing, and we began like I was, I, you know, I was enjoying it because it was like, oh wow. And I remember every single day before I left, you kept on going, kept on going, kept on going, kept on going. And then the day came, and for me to leave, and then Sam, um, Sam gave me his Bible to take with me. You can stop me if you have any, any questions while I'm speaking. Okay. Um. Let's pause here. Okay. Okay. So let's go back to when you were at like the church event. Yeah. And you said that you were you felt the presence of God like. Okay. First of all, let's go back a little further than that. When you wanted God to speak to you, right? Yeah. And you were wondering why he wasn't speaking to you. Was he not speaking to you because... Wait, did you want him to speak to you because you needed direction? Or did you want him to speak to you because everybody else was getting spoken to? Honestly, I don't... I think... I think I just want a confirmation. Because when, when I was younger, we got a... Like, we got a word... We got, a, we got, got, we got prophesied to before. I got prophesied to before when I was, like, little. Like, young, though. But mm. I feel like, in, the, in that moment, I just want a confirmation of what God wanted me to do, and then also like mixed with the fact that I wanted God to speak to me as well. Like, like I wanted to get acknowledged by God. To me, I thought in that moment, I thought 
God acknowledging me meant that a prophet had to speak about me. Mm-hmm. And that God is talking to them about me. Mm-hmm, that means mm-hmm. God is acknowledging me through her, through uh, them. Right? That's how, what I thought it was. And that's why I wanted to hear from a prophet so bad. Mm-hmm. That God said about you. Oh, that means that God knows me, you know. Yeah, but God knew you before you were even born. Yes. I see. And, um, yeah, when you said that you felt the presence of God, mm-hmm. uh, can you describe that feeling? Because I know that it is different for a lot of people, and even for some people, they don't understand how you can feel God, you mm-hmm. know? Or So describe what that feeling was. Um, it would be very hard to describe, to describe the feeling that it's not of this world, but it's like, I yeah, don't know, true. It, it was like, it's just, I don't know, it was just, you know, it felt as if, like, maybe like, let's say, like, electric, let's say I touch maybe like a, a open, like, electric cable. Mm. <laughs> electrocuted? Like, so it felt like I was being electrocuted, and then I just, like, I was shaking, I fell, and I was on the floor, but it's like you couldn't get up. Like, mm. like, I was laying there, I was laying there, and but like I, all, I, all I could do was just worship, and I was just so I don't know how to explain. I wouldn't mm. be able to explain the like I would not be able to explain how how it feels for the Holy Spirit to like, for you to feel the Holy Spirit. Yeah. No, I wouldn't be able to explain it because it's explicit to the person that it's happening to. Right. Yeah, but it's it's just. It's different. Everybody go. Everybody has a different way that they, you know, they. Mm-hmm. Now that now that I'm, you know, I'm, I know, I know a little bit more. It's different for me when I feel those, like I know I could tell when the Holy Spirit is like, like prompting me to do something. The Holy Spirit talking to me about mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's back, like a then, knowing inside of you. Yes, and then there's a there's a verse, you know, in Revelation that said that when the the twenty four elders or when the angels when no when John was taken up into the heavens and he came face to face with the, the, the presence of God. It says he fell face flat to the floor. Yeah. It, because the spirit of the spirit of God and the, the, the presence of God is so conducive. It's like it's so heavy that the spirit, our, our spirit, which is the human, whatever, you can't handle it. Mm. So it's so heavy that he, he fell flat to the floor. Right? So it's like spiritually when, like when somebody says they fell in the presence of God, it's just that his spirit has come in contact with the spirit of God. And so the reaction that their body has I would say it's like it's it's like it's like I've I've come it's like you you saying you're going close to the sun. If you go close to the if you walk the, the closer you get to the sun, the more you or the more the faster that you burn. Mm. If that makes sense. Exactly. Or if, if you're walking towards the ocean, the closer and the, the deeper you are in the ocean, the more like wet you get. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's that's what it was. So like maybe my my spirit came in contact with God and. The reaction, my reaction on me, like feeling like I was electrocuted, was a result of that contact. Mm. Hmm. That's so interesting because everybody, like, everybody feels it differently, but I, like, that happened to me, but in my car. And I didn't understand. I was like, what? And that was right before I got saved to, like, from that moment, that was just like, transformative but I didn't even realize it at the time like I was listening to a song in my car and then I was crying to it and then all of a sudden like I I was parked so I fell like like on the passenger seat 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, half of my body was in the passenger seat, but I couldn't get up. And I knew uh-huh. I was there on the, on the, like, how, like, on the passenger seat, but I was like, why am I here? Why am I just laying here? Why can't I get up? And then the music was still going, but to me, everything was silent. Yeah. Like, I couldn't hear a single thing. And it was, like, complete quiet and, like, bliss and, like, yeah. peace, like you were floating. And then after a while, I got up and I was like, whoa, what the heck was that? Yeah, yeah. But it's different, buddy. Yeah, but, I was gonna say, were you surprised? Was I surprised that it happened or no? Um, in the moment, I didn't have room to be surprised. <laughs> in the moment, I'm just so caught up in the glory that was in the pre- in the room, and the presence that was in the room. Uh-huh. But maybe I'll say maybe after I maybe after I came to it and after the program had been done and I was going home, yeah. maybe that's when maybe I was not surprised, but I was ex- like I was happy. Mm. That's, I was happy. That's because, good. Yeah. Because to me, God had finally acknowledged me. Right. Okay. So now you're in the army. Yeah. Or you're about to leave for the army and Sam gave you his Bible. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, go for it. Yeah. So Sam gives me his Bible and I, um, I, I get to the I get to the um, first off. So I, I let me let me so first off. So I get to the airport um, the day I'm supposed to ship get shipped to the army. I get to the airport to get uh, go on my flight, mm-hmm. and I get there. It said my flight got canceled, so mm-hmm. I had to wait like I think two hours for the next one. So I'm sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. Mind you, I got there on seven a.m. or like let's say nine a.m. or so whatever it is, and. At this one, it's like 12 for my next flight. I go check my next flight. That one gets canceled. What? Okay. Because there was, there was a little snow or whatever it was. And so I was like, ah, what is this? So I, I, check, I finally get on my flight at 3. Mm. So I'd, I'd been there for, like, for what, let's say 9 to 3. Yeah. When, you know. So I finally get there at 3. I guess shit, and then I t- take my flight to the next one, to like to Newark because my my destination was Missouri. But we went to we got we stopped at Newark to you know go from there. And so we get there, and then I get there, and then my flight has been canceled again. And that's like the second location. And then we wait, wait, wait. We finally get a plane. I go in with Sedal, and then. They come in before the plane takes off, and then they say there's mechanic, uh, mechanical issues with the plane, so we have to all get off. Mm. And we got we got off, and we went to we joined a different plane, and then we finally took off, and then I finally got to the airport of Missouri. But at that point, I, it was like 12 a.m. Mm. at Missouri, so like. The obvious the, the the army the people that were supposed to come get us from the, with the uh, to the, the training base they can't like they had already left and so we had a place for the army like the USO where if you think like, if you're you, you ever served or you're in the army or whatever it is you could go there and then like wait so we I go there and then I um, get a bed and um I like I I, I think I barely slept because I was on the phone that whole time and then the next morning um. They told me that to write my name on a sheet of paper, and that the people that will come um, and 
uh, get us, they'll call us when they get there. And so I write down my number and then I, like the time comes for people to call us, call us. And I think they called, but maybe they called the wrong number or maybe they didn't see what I wrote, but they kept on calling me and I didn't, I was asleep, I guess. So I woke up and I went to go ask them because at this point it's like 5 p.m. Like, are they, did they come here? I went to go ask them. And then they said, oh, they came already. So mind you, I'm at the airport um, at Thursday. And then, um, so I, I think I, I, so I'm, I got, I'm, I'm at the airport and then the next day I finally get to my training camp. Let me fast forward and not make it long. So the, the next day I finally get to my training camp, but when I get to my training camp, the processing, cause they have to, they have to process this and like, but because I was the only, like I, there wasn't a lot of us, it was like two of us mm-hmm. that were left off at the were So they couldn't process just two people. So we had to wait for like the next batch of people coming in for mm-hmm. them to process us. And so basically my, like I was supposed to, let's say if I was supposed to start training, like my actual training, maybe two, maybe a week after I'd gotten there, mm-hmm. after processing, I had to wait two weeks. So the group that I was supposed to go with, I like, I got to know them, spent time with them, and then they left and then it was just me. Mm. And then the new batch came in, and then that was the group that I was supposed to get shipped off with. And I say all this like I like um, I'm saying like my process of me getting there because there's a reason behind it. You guys will find out. But um, <laughs> so I get I finally you know and mind you this whole time like this whole time while I'm there I don't have my phone, I don't have nothing. All I have is a Bible and then a notebook a notebook I bought and. I'm just, you know, all I do is just go in the Word, read, write down what the, uh, the inspiration that God has given me, like, the, you know, the whatever God is interpreting to me. So I write it down, I read, and God is speaking to me through this, the Bible. He's teaching me how to read, he's teaching me how to understand. And mind you, before, I hated KJV, the translation. Like, I couldn't <laughs> understand it. Yeah. Because what, how, thou, this, this, I was I couldn't understand it. But in that moment, like, when I was there, it was easy for me to read it. Like I understood, it wasn't it wasn't difficult at all. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was reading, understanding, getting to know God. And he was training me personally and things like that. And then the next batch comes. Fast forward, I'm with the group that came later, mm-hmm. and we get to our training camp or whatever it is. And um, I'll get back. I'll, like, I'll I'm gonna fast forward to say I saw I said all whatever. Okay. But I'm gonna get back to the army thing later. Um, after this. So fast forward. Let's say I'm with them. And then we only have like so normally every platoon has like four drill sergeants. The people mm-hmm. the people that look after us, those are the drill sergeants. The people that train us. So normally every group has four. But for me, the second week in, I only had we only had two. And realistically it was just one. Because one was a senior um senior drill sergeant. He didn't come to see us. He was just always in his office. He didn't bother us at all. So we realistically only had one. And all the other platoons had like four. Right, and so those that had four every night was sleeping. We had them being punished every night. We sleep. We had them being punished. And oh, there was one thing too. So the first day, first day I got to, um, first day I got to my training camp. They, they call it day zero. They're punishing us. They they have to. They they. I don't know why they do that, but they're punishing us. They're making us do push-ups, whatever. They keep punishing us, whatever it is. And then I remember I'm in a push-up position stance, and then like this drill sergeant walks up to me this big guy he walks up to me i'm like what am i doing wrong i start looking at myself like one of the circumstances like i'm not doing anything wrong in my, so in my head i'm like what's going on god so he walks up to me squats down to me and then he just whispers in my ear that like i have to stay strong like Dang. he didn't say that to anybody like he didn't say that to anybody he just said he just came up to me and said like 
I have to, I have to, I have to stay strong. I have to stay strong. Um, being whatever, like he said something, and I have to stay strong. And so that motivated me, and I was like, oh wow, God, like what is this? Because the guy was like yelling in people's face too, like, and then later on, like he, like two seconds later, he's he's coming to me, and I'm, I thought he was about to yell at me, but he just whispered that in my ear. And then he got up, and then he just went straight to yell at somebody else again. So just like, <laughs> Wait, was this was this the one drill sergeant that you had? Yes, that okay. was him. Because at that time we had four, but like the second weekend, they all the rest of them like this, like the time they had things to do, and then it was just one that was left. So yeah, it was just him. And so yeah, fast forward. Um, fast forward. I'm doing we're doing a medic training, like whatever training and then i go and then i see the group that had left mm -hmm. the group that i was actually supposed to be with the ones that i missed and then i'm talking to them they don't even recognize me and i'm talking to them and they were just saying how they have a horrible time that the people are crazy that they're making them suffer say all these things and i'm just like sitting there because um we, we can only talk i was only able to talk to them because i went to the bathroom because mm. we like where do we train? Where we train? We train up like a one bathroom. So like, um, we're in the field, and then, so I'm just talking to them, and they're just saying, "Oh, they're doing this, they're doing that," and it sounds as if those people they were suffering. Mm -hmm. And then I was, I was just like, "I'm not going, but we're not. I didn't go through this. We're not having this, you know. I'm not having this problem. So what is going on?" And so it just goes to show that like everything goes according to God's plan. Yeah, you know, I, he was saving you. Yeah. Had I not um, gotten my flights delayed, had I not like slept an extra time, had I had had everything gone according to how I thought it would it was going to go like going to go, I would have probably suffered at training. But mm. when things like you know when things were happening, like in the moment you could be like, oh, why has this happened? I want to get there. I want to get there. But God knows why. So sometimes in life, if you know things are not going as planned, just all you have to do is be patient. Because in the end, it will work. In you know it will work. And uh, it work it work in your favor. Yeah, all things right. work together yeah. for the good of those who love yeah. him. Because it was and it was just you know it was just like wow, everybody has four, and then I have yeah I have one research. And so it's like because we had one, he developed like a such a he developed a strong bond with this because it was just him, and he was mm. constantly with this, constantly wow. with this, and he was much much. And it got to a point where I remember the other drill sergeants got mad at us because sometimes sometimes they do this thing where they surprise like they'll just out of nowhere just popping mm -hmm. to catch us doing something but when they pop in we're quite like we're not doing anything crazy like like their guys and so they get mad but they can't punish us because we're not doing anything wrong mm -hmm. and um like they try to pick little little things but the little little things our our the person in charge of us told us that we could do those whatever things so it's like uh, we had to like put our guns in like a circle kind of thing if we're going to the bathroom or things like that but for us he said we could leave it if as long as we're all in the bathroom, we could leave it in the circle we don't have to care with this no matter what. And then they see they, the others, they see it, and then they get mad. But it was just, you know, it just goes to show, like, it was just a lot of things that it was just like, wow. If, you know, this this is it's only possible to because it's God. Mm -hmm. This is only possible because it's God. Because it wasn't, it wasn't my favor. It wasn't because it wasn't I was anything. It was only because God was looking out for me, per se. That's mm -hmm. what I like to say. But anyway, back to the me. See, I God. always think that, like, I don't believe in coincidences. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I always, there's always a mastermind behind every like little coincidence or minor inconvenience yeah. or yeah. anything. Yeah, because we're not in control, so uh -huh. things that happen, 
Like, although it seems like we're in control of our lives and we're the ones, you know, you're the one that slept in and blah, blah, blah. But it's being orchestrated. Yeah. For yeah. your good. How long was book camp? Was it? It was, well, it was, let's say everything together was like, a car, like it was like six, it took like uh, five, six months for me. Sheesh. And um, you didn't have a phone the whole time? What? You didn't have a phone the whole time? So for the first half, yes, I didn't have a phone for the first half. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the second half, they would give us our phone on the weekend. Oh, sometime. wow. Depending on how good the group has been. Sheesh. Because the second part was more of, um, more of like, we're just trained to do what we, like the job we have in the army. Oh. So they'll give us our phone sometimes. But yeah, so tra- training, that's where I got to, I got to know who God was. And I was always in my word, always, always in my word, always praying to God, always like reading. And so it's just, you know, this is just prospered to say this, say this. It's like, you could find God on your own. You can get closer to God on your own. You don't need, I know, I know sometimes we give, we make excuses to us. So we give excuses like, oh, well, I, I need to start going to church enough for me to get closer to God. Or like, I need this person enough for me to get whatever. Or maybe, oh, this person, this friend of mine is not helping me um, get closer to God. Like they're supposed to tell me to pray. It's supposed to help me to do Bible study. Mm. They don't, your own responsibility to get to know to know God. It doesn't. It's not. It's not anybody's job to make them. Get, it's like yeah, there's helpers that will help us get closer to God. But at the end of the day, you can build your own personal relationship with Him. Yeah, it is your relationship. And, yeah, and so with like over there, I don't have any pastor to come preach to me. I don't have. I don't have anybody to come teach me. Hey, this is how it's supposed to no. It was just me, and while I was I was genuinely trying to pursue and get to know who this Christ was, he started speaking to me. I started recognizing his voice. Nobody trained me to say, oh, this is how you hear God's voice. This is how, no, no, no. Because I spent so much time with him, so much time in the Word. You have to understand that the Word of God is, like, the breath of God is upon the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to, it's, God doesn't have to come out from the Bible to speak to you for, <laughs> for him to be speaking to his word. His word is already what he said. Exactly. And so like me, with me reading it, I was being exposed to, ex- exposed more to his breath. I was getting closer and closer to him. And then that's how I started to hear him. And I remember there was one night where I slept and I woke up and there was something poking my neck. So like, like I reached for it and I walked to the bathroom and then I like, it's like there was something at the back of my neck. I pulled it out and there was a bunch of like feathers, white feathers. Mm like a bunch of white feathers and I didn't know where it came from. So I'm just looking out, like looking around the whole entire place to see if, mind you, everybody's sleeping. I'm looking to see if like maybe a bird came in or something. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. first of all, even if a bird came in, how did they leave the fe- their feathers underneath my shirt? <laughs> Jerome, I think that was just the pillow. No, it wasn't the pillow. I checked. <laughs> really? Oh, oh no, yeah, I checked. It wasn't okay. the pillow. I checked. The pillow wasn't, it wasn't like soft pillow. It was like, hard covered pillow ah. like i don't know how to explain it to you it was the the sheet the cover of the pillow wasn't like soft layered it was like like it was, it was like you could say water resistant kind of like it, a dorm it, mattress type feel huh kind of like the the material of like a dorm mattress yes yes but like yeah okay yeah yeah kind of like that so it wasn't it wasn't feathers and the pillow i thought about that so my friends mentioned that to me too but mm-hmm. we, we all me and we checked there was no whatever so it's like i was just like ah, where did Aww. this come from and so i took, I took those feathers and i put it inside my bible as commemoration like i like 
So I can remember the day that the angel would walk in to visit me. Mm-hmm. It was like, that was, there was no way, there was, because like I said, I checked everywhere. My first thought was like the pillow, like you, but you mentioned. I checked, there was nothing, there was no nothing, it couldn't have been a pillow. Aww. So I started walking around looking to see if I could, maybe a bird came in, or if a window was open or something, but there was nothing. And so that night, I, pick up, I picked up my Bible, I went to the bathroom, opened it, and I started reading. And, like, and then I, I prayed, I prayed, and then one of my friends um, saw me, because he came to the bathroom. And so that friend later on, I will get to, like, um, later on, I started doing Bible studies with him, and then he, he remembered, he remembered me praying that night. Mm. And he, like, cause, and, and I, I told him about the feathers thing, and then, you know, he was surprised and things like that, but, um, so yeah, I found, that was one, one thing that happened there that was just like, wow. Yeah. Like, like wow. I didn't, I didn't expect to see, have an encounter here. That's but crazy. I, but I did, and um, I am, um, what's it called? So I um, began shipped to the different side of training, and then I started doing Bible studies. At this point, like, I'd gone close enough for God that I wanted to be able to share him with others. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I started, so I started telling them, I, I remember one time we had a, like, open heart, like, open whatever thing, where it was just us. Nobody told us to do it. We just, like, as men, we just bonded, and we'd be just sharing our stories where we're from, things like that, why we joined the army, things like that. And then I shared mine and then, you know, I, meant I included God in there, everything. And so I, I said, you know, I, I started doing Bible studies and I wrote down the board that, you know, we could do Bible studies every whatever thing. And so some of them were with it. And every night we'll do Bible studies. Every night we'll do Bible studies, pray. And then some of the guys that um, would, you know, come, we pray together, things like that. They'll have dreams. God to show up to them, you know. It was it wasn't just me that God was impacting. God was using me to be like impact some of most of them that was were there. Aww. And then, you know, there's this there was this I say this story all the time. There's this one guy that was um he was Buddhist. He was a Buddhist. Mm-hmm. Then he he thought that um, Jesus Christ was evil. He'd been like he'd been he wasn't like he was exposed to Catholic whatever, but he was he was also Buddhist or whatever at the same time. But he thought he told me his words were like he thought he thought God was evil. Mm. But uh, his wife was pregnant before he came to the army, and his wife being pregnant, um, he, she, like I think it was seven months pregnant or whatever it is, he got a letter from her that mm. said that there has been complications with the pregnancy. That the doctor said it is either she, she would like die or the baby would die. Wow. And he didn't know what to do. He was flipping out of his mind. Mind you, he doesn't have his phone. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what to do. He was stressed. And I t- invited him over to Bible study one day. We did a Bible study. And after, I said, you know, let's pray. I'll pray for you. So he told me about what happened. I prayed for him. And my words, I remember those words. I, was, I told God that God, I want you, that God visit him, show up to him, and reassure him that his wife's going to be fine and that his kid is going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, he had a dream. Um, and he said a man appeared to him and the man, his face was covered with like a white, let's say a white claw or something like that. And then the man was telling him that his child and his, his wife will be fine. Wow. And that changed him. That changed him. He started reading his Bible and then, oh yeah, and his wife, and his wife did give birth. Wow. And safe, the kid was safe. And he started, you know, he was happy every day I see him. He was reading the Bible, he was reading the Bible. 
and Aww. you know that was just you know one one of the many people that were touched through what God was doing in, in you, me. yeah. But, so that's when like that's just basically the transformation. That's when the, yes, that's when the transformation had had taken um, its foothold within my life. Yeah, and then you've yeah. been like obviously every day it's a it is a process, you know. It is a process, and you know this. I mean, it goes much after. The, I mean, there's after the army, me coming, me coming back home. This is a whole story, but this podcast, if we say we're gonna do it, it will take ten <laughs> years. Say it on yours. It will take like ten years, but this. I'll say this though. It's not. It, it's not. It's not easy. Just because mm-hmm. maybe you found God doesn't mean that I didn't make mistakes here and there. It didn't mean that I didn't make mistakes in my journey to like in my journey with them. We all, you know, we're, we're all human beings and we make mistakes. And I feel like what um, the reason why most of the, of the people in the world hate the people from the church is because they, um, some of them, or not all of them, but there's been some people, especially in the, the some people in the past, or whatever it is, on this in the past generation that have made themselves or portrayed themselves to be holy and perfect. Or like perfect let me not say holy but perfect yeah and so because of that um when they find out that these people are not perfect it gives them this you know impression that all christians are bad or whatever it is yeah and it kind of taints the image of god too yes yes and i believe i believe if if and i don't know what it is about people but i feel like people tend to be it's like people, especially the people of the world, they, they tend to be, I don't know if it's guilt that they feel, but when they see someone following Christ, all of a sudden they're looking out for their downfall. Mm-hmm. They're looking for problems. They're looking for connections. So it's like, it's like lo- yeah, they want you to slip up. Yes. And they don't, they don't see the people as human beings anymore. They see them as these or tryhards or these people like it's like, I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but it's like, they forget that we're also human beings and we're not preaching that we're perfect. We're not preaching that we're, we're the best of the best. We're not saying that we're better than them. Exactly. We're just saying that we know Christ and that we want them to know Christ as well. Yeah. And I feel like them, I feel like that message is what maybe they don't, I don't know if they don't understand or I don't know what it is, but most most of the time people tend to think that people who follow Christ are like, like we think we're better than we think we're better than them. Because mm-hmm. I know I've had issues like that too. People Same. Where they think that they feel like I'm better than them. But that's, that was never my intention. That was never my intention. My intention was for me to introduce the Christ that I found to them. So it's like me walking into a, a place and then I see a hidden treasure vault and then I take as much as I can, right? And then I go out there and I tell my friends, hey, there's this thing over here. Come see if you can take it, right? But to them, they just think, oh, like, I don't know what it is. And so the rest of them going to see what the treasure vault is and taking it for themselves. They just see what I have yeah and, and back oh you oh, think I'm you're rich than, now yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um uh, that's true because that's something that i was like finding hard to do because it's like how can i with all my flaws you know still acknowledging my flaws uh-huh. show people that there's been not even show but tell people that there can be redemption and transformation but it even that like it looks like sometimes it looks fake to me like, even mm-hmm. me, sometimes I sit back and think, like, is because I know in my heart it's real, but I can see how somebody will be like, oh, oh, like, oh, give her a week, you know? 
Yeah. Like, give her a month. She'll be back yeah. to her old ways or something yeah. like that. The, the, the Bible never says that he, we're, we're ever going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It's, we're only perfect through Christ, right? It's, it's Christ that comes to perfect us. Even on our journey, no matter where your journey is, you're not gonna, we're not going to ever be perfect. Everybody's going to have moments where they, they have a downfall, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, we're human beings. And like I've said, I've used this metaphor before, that doctors, even though they're doctors, doesn't mean that they'll never get sick. Right. A doctor, a doctor could be a doctor and then get sick, and then guess what? He's gonna get. He he can't treat himself as a doctor. He has to go to a hospital and get treated by another doctor. Mm-hmm. So just because I'm a doc, doctors could get sick as well. Mm-hmm. And just because he's, I'm doing. Listen, I'm a doctor and I'm healing people and I'm treating sickness and things like that. Doesn't mean that I can fall sick to the same cold that I treated. Right. Yes. That's so good. that's that's what the, maybe the church has to understand, and that's why God wants us to pray for one another mm-hmm. because you never know what the you know like you never know. And so when God is saying pray for one another, it's not just pray for one another, just 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 to, to, for for the sake of praying for one another, but it's to strengthen each other in faith. Mm-hmm. You know what that's I why... think? Oh, sorry. No, no, go, go on. I was gonna say, you know what I think? Like, could help. <laughs> it's what? because. Uh, the people in the world look at us like we think we're perfect because low-key, a lot of people act like they were. Like you said, you know, people from the past or even current now act like they are perfect. I think that if people were open about certain things and didn't try to only show the good side and the the saved side and all of that and also show that there's, like, downs to it, you know, like... If I'm, if I'm having a hard time reading my Bible, I'm going through a phase where I'm having a hard time reading my Bible or staying, like, you know, really on for God, I should be able to show that and say that instead of only showing the times but, when I am. Uh, no? But, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that, but because it's like, if is is the person like showing every day that they're reading their Bible? Like I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'm getting your question thing mm-hmm. right. Is it like if the person is like every day posting that or oh, they're reading their Bible or posting when they're reading their Bible or when they're praying? Then maybe there's a fault in that. That person shouldn't be doing. They shouldn't be. They, at that point, it wouldn't be. They wouldn't be doing it to just like glorify God. Yeah, they don't that's true. That's true. But if 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 maybe somebody's having a hard time reading the Bible or whatnot. Um, we are we are Christians. We we aspire to be like Christ. We aspire to be perfect, right? But I I feel like that person should be able to have somebody that maybe they could they could be open to, mm-hmm. and they could talk about. Okay, I'm going through this. I'm going through that because not everybody could have, maybe have a podcast could talk about and then be open about. Oh, I'm struggling with this. So pray for me, whatever it is. Yeah. Most of the time, especially let's say let's say if I'm. I'm in, like I'm following God and somebody that's of the world. The person doesn't know me on a personal level for them to come see when I'm having the like my down moments. Yeah. So I feel like instead of the world like just being so harsh to judge when they notice a fault, mm-hmm. they should maybe come and then you know ask a question, or they should come and then you know mention oh I see like I don't I don't know but I feel like there should be there should be something that it could be done other than judging. Yeah, yeah, and and not even that. that, Let's even take the people that don't believe in Christ outside. Let's take the people in Christ, right? If you're if you're a fellow believer, if you're a fellow child of God, and you see your fellow brother or sister like not acting Christ-like or something is happening, Mm -hmm. instead of you going to gossip about them or judge Mm -hmm. them or say something, Mm -hmm. why don't you Mm -hmm. pray for them 
why don't you bring it up to them and say, hey, 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 Jerome, um, I know, like, I, like, I see that, you know, you this, 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 and if you, if, if you ever need to talk, I'm here. You yeah. can talk about it. Or if you ever need someone to pray with you, hey, I could pray with you. Or simply, you could just pray for them quietly on the side instead of talking about it. Yeah. But I feel like we, the people in the church, we do it to ourselves as well, where we see somebody make a mistake and then we'll just use that person as an example and then talk mm-hmm. about them. Like I know the old church, the old generation used to do that. They'll use you as an example or whatever it is, which I don't want to get into that. But <laughs> they, um, but as you know, as Christians, we're supposed to edify and strengthen each other, not bring each other down. Right. We're, supposed to, we're supposed to bring the kingdom of God up and not bring, bring it down. So if if you're going about and you, if you see if you see somebody that is in need of help, help them. Don't don't criticize or judge them because mm-hmm. you never know what battles you're facing. Exactly. You never know what battles you're facing, and I feel like if if you know if we we, we would do this, then everybody would feel like you know we would be able to help each other better because then every because then if I'm going through something, I know that okay, Karen's not gonna judge me, so I can come to Karen and talk about what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. But if I feel like Karen Karen has judged other people around me, so she's probably not the best person for me to go talk to. Then <laughs> I would never get help. Yeah. I'll never get the help that I need. And sometimes, you know, God speaks through people, so you never know who your help might come from. Yeah. But I don't know. I agree. I 100% agree with you. I think that, I think also one thing I noticed was that as soon as I got saved, and I don't know if you relate, but like the following moments after that, when I truly was like, feet, like truly felt a 180, right? Like, uh-huh. I will see someone do something that I was literally doing a month ago, you know? Yeah, like a yeah. month ago, I was the same way. And mm-hmm. then I would just have this, like, a little bit of anger and, like, why are they doing this? Don't they know that there's a God? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I was doing the same thing, like, two, like, not, a, I'm not going to say two seconds ago, but I was doing the same thing just recently. I just got saved, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So. Yeah. It's the, like, the word of God, the Bible says that pray for your enemies. And the reason why God is saying pray for your enemies is because behind every person, there's a spirit that is influencing them. Mm-hmm. And it's either the spirit of God or another spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And so if it's another spirit that is fighting against them, then your prayer is not, you're, you're, you're not praying that, oh, um, this person died. Or this person, <laughs> oh, you're praying that so that the person can be delivered from whatever it is that you're doing that is so wrong. Yeah. You know, so if somebody is, is maybe causing you pain somewhere or maybe if somebody is like always gossiping about something, pray for them. Yeah. When you pray, who knows? Your, you know, your prayer could, God could, you know, if your prayer could cause the spirit of God to come upon them and then stop that mm-hmm. spirit of gossip. You know, because maybe because ooh, I know I know I don't know if you, if you've heard about that. Most most people make this quote that oh my mom has been praying for me or my my grandmother prayed for me and that's why I'm where I, where I'm at today. Mhm, mhm. So the prayer the prayer of others helps. Yeah. When someone prays for you, it helps. Someone can intercede in your favor, and that's that's what God wants us to do for one another. No matter what, even if the person's your enemy, you intercede for them. Mm-hmm. If I see it for them, well, God, well, all we're doing is we're making we're making the kingdom of God better. And I feel like we don't see each other as one body of we don't see each other as one body of Christ at all. Mm-hmm. We don't see we don't see the people we don't even the people of the world we don't see them as children of God. That's the thing. We've casted this like this net, and it's like God's true. Okay, those that believe in Christ are here, and the, the other people that don't believe in Christ are there. By the end of the day, God has created us all, 
right? right? And so to him, we're all his children. It says that at the end, he's going to take out the ones that were, you know, that know him, the ones that he's going to separate them, the chosen from the ones, you know, because that's what I said for we are all called, but if you are chosen, the few that are chosen are the ones that stay loyal to him, that stay faithful to him. So mm-hmm. we are all children of God. So just because somebody is maybe a Muslim doesn't mean that they're not a child, that God doesn't love them equally as he does to you. Right. God loves us all equally. Yeah. And so if you start to see them as, oh, okay, this person might have this, maybe this person might have these anger issues, but at the end of the day, he's also my brother. Like, at the end of the day, he's also part of the body of Christ. So if, if I'm to pray for him and I'm able to bring him towards, to, to Christ, then, you know, he shall, you know, but it's like, I feel like we, because we have that, we have that separation mindset where we don't see them the same as us. It's hard for it's sometimes it's hard it's harder for people to be able to go and even talk to them about God because mm-hmm. we see them as separate entities. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're all one. Yeah. We're all one. On that topic, like I had a question that I wrote down and I it was like okay, two questions. First of yeah. all, the friends that you used to like party with and, you know, hang out with and stuff, obviously yeah. they had to change because you can't really like associate or do the same things that I used to do. So one, yeah. were they like surprised? Did they want to know more about this transformation? Was it like, oh, Jerome, what happened to you? Like, can we get to know God too? Or was it like, a, oh, he's changed and like kind of like distance? And second question, you can answer both of these at the same time. Did you find it hard to relate to your friends? Because I know that I like, I found it hard to relate to a lot of people right after yeah. because cause something in me was different. I, I'm not something, everything in me was different. So I didn't uh-huh. know how to, like, the people I used to talk to and everything, I didn't know how to go about it and seem like, oh, everything's fine, blah, 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 without trying to be like, you have to repent, trust me, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I found out how to, like, keep up with conversations and friendships and hangouts like i i almost didn't even want to hang out with anybody anymore because i was like you guys are still the same <laughs> so yeah let me know yeah, yeah so i mean it was a little bit of both for the first question it was a little bit of both there was some i mean everybody saw that oh wow this guy's changed but there was also some that they could say oh yeah this guy's changed but and they you know and they had little circles on their head they're saying it's not, it's, it's, he's still the same. He's gonna come back or whatever mm. it is. So I know, I know there were people that were saying, that, you know, that was saying that, oh yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna get back to whatever it is. It's not like they thought, they thought, they thought I was like faking the mm-hmm. change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then there were also, there were also friends, there were also friends that, um, close friends that, um, they saw the change, and even if they weren't impacted immediately, over over the course of time, those people have come to Christ, nice. right? And um, those people, like I said, when I first when I first came back from training, I was on fire for God. I guess I was very, you know, you guys changed. You guys, I was like, you know, very whatever. But I guess by saying that, because there was still some friends of mine that were, I was close to, that I really wanted them to, like, you know, I really wanted them to see that, you know, the, you know, the 
Lagarde side, I want them to see that they also have the ability to change. Yeah. That they don't have to always give into certain things. And those people, I was very like because I was like the closer I I was to you, the more like I tried to push you to get mm. to know Christ. Right. And I guess by doing that, they felt like I was judging them. Mm. Right? They felt like I was judging them. And I guess I learned a mistake. I learned I learned from that because when they you know when they told me that I learned from that and I I backed I backed off a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know I backed off and I wouldn't because I I. I um, before when I was hanging hang out with them, I would say it all the time, you know, change, change, this, 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 this. Yeah. But it got to a point where I just backed off and I wouldn't we'd hang out normally and I would just, you know, go about my business. Like, but then maybe you go play ball together. I won't bring up nothing. I just, I just do my thing. And I realized that it's not my job to change anybody. Right. No, it's not my job to change anybody. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict somebody. Mm-hmm. And so all I can do is bring the word. Or all I can do is, because at the end of the day, we don't realize that our lives also is a living testimony. Mm-hmm. It's not just your word. It's not just your preaching that will change them. But your life has to testify to that as well. Mm-hmm. And so there were some that some some people that, you know, God also had his plans for them. That later on, they'll come hit me up about, you know, they want to change things like that. Mm-hmm. That, that. That happened. And then there were some also that I grew distance from. That our, our relationship wasn't the same again. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember there was a time where like some friends, they'd every time I'd hang out with them, they'd make jokes about Jesus. Yes. Oh not, my not goodness. Not 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 like funny jokes, maybe insulting Jesus, but like they'll say anything that I do. Oh, hey, what would Jesus do? Hey, Jesus Christ yeah, would do this, and then they try to exploit. Exactly. They try to exploit me by using Christ, uh-huh. saying, "Oh, Jesus Christ, you know, oh, what would Jesus do? Hey, Jesus uh-huh. wouldn't want you doing this. Hey, Jesus wouldn't want you doing this." And those people were so quick to say, like quick to mention Jesus, yeah. but it's like. Like, oh, Jesus wouldn't just make, want, want you to do this. Jesus wouldn't want you to listen to this. Jesus wouldn't want you doing this. And it's just like, oh, okay, like, okay, like, why do you, the, like, I say, I, I understand that I've said I'm following Christ. And those books was funny because I never once came to preach to them that changed. Mm-hmm. I never once preached that. I didn't, I didn't know. So it's yeah. like, so for those people, I remember telling myself once that I'm, I'm never going to hang out with these people again as a joke. Mm-hmm. As a joke once, and indeed, as, as it happened, indeed, <laughs> and it was just a joke. It was just a joke, and it happened. And you know, that's that's just life. You know, you might, yeah. you might, you know, we're all taking a path, and you might lose some. Uh, uh, you know, you might lose some. Not if you're on the highway and you're driving, and you you could be driving so many cars. I I know sometimes, especially for me, I could be driving. I could maybe uh, a car could be behind me, or maybe I could I could be behind a car, and for miles and miles we'd be going together. And then at a certain point, I'd have to branch off and then they keep going. Mm-hmm. Or at a certain point, I keep going and then they branch off. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, wow. You know, that's just how, that's just how life is. Yeah. We all have one road, there's one highway, but there's different destinations, there's different stops. And wherever, every, there's different exits. And wherever God is intended for someone to be is where, what exit they'll take. And so if God, you know, I know that, you know, God's not done with them. And if God wants, God wants them to come to him or if, you know, they, you know, there's ever whatever it is they'll find their way back to god mm. but as far as like you know hanging out with them and things like that i decided to keep my distance not to not to say that maybe i'm i'm not i'm not cool with them i have problems with them no i don't it's just that um if you know if we hang out and i see them yeah we hang out but i'm not gonna keep being the place that make they make me feel like oh like this jesus is like some is 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 wrong because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's how that's how they're making me feel by using right, it against me. Right, right. No, and I didn't like that because it was getting me upset, and I don't want to be. I don't want to be upset at anybody. Yeah.
you know, and, and, and at the end of the day, and I know those people too that would just make like nonsense. The people make nonsense comments, mm-hmm. like nonsense comments, nonsense comments, asking you nonsense questions, and <laughs> I just ignore it. I just ignore it. But it's like this thing is like, like it's like what if I come to you and I preach to you? I understand. Okay, then you want to get back at me for whatever, but. Like, if I've never once come to you to preach to you, what is your issue? Like, why are you trying to, like, make me feel like this Christ thing is wrong, whatever? It's because they feel, they themselves feel, like, guilt in their hearts. Yeah. And um, someone used to do that to me all the time, and I got so angry because it was, like, a close person. And I didn't, like, I was like, I didn't get angry because I'm like, okay, you have a point. Like, I should be living up to a certain standard. But I was just living my life, and then they'll be like, oh, what does the Bible say about this? And I was like, you don't even know what the Bible says. You don't read it ever. (laughs) You know? So who are you to tell me, oh, does the Bible say you can do that? Because you don't even know. You don't read it. So why are you using something that you don't live by to tell me, like, you know, as if you live by it, you don't? Yeah, and then uh, and then goes to against like what I was saying before that we have never once said we're perfect. We're aspiring right. to be perfect. Yeah, well, we've never said we're perfect. We're, we want to be like Christ. We want to be perfect. But if just because maybe I make a mistake here mm-hmm. and there, and then maybe you you get wind of it that oh you made a mistake here and there, doesn't mean that oh like that oh this guy's not serious or this guy's not. Like Paul says that. Uh, Paul, even Paul in the Bible, is saying that that the things that you, the, the things that we don't want you to do, so the things that we do, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think so. It's like I, I, like this, this you saying yes to Christ is is a battle. Mm-hmm. You have to fight yourself. You have to fight your flesh. You have to fight. You have to fight everything. Mm-hmm. You know, because something as little as gossiping could be a problem. Yeah. Something as little as maybe watching, maybe 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 watching soccer twenty four seven, it's a problem. Yeah. But some things that maybe you did that you thought wasn't a problem becomes a problem. So yes, we're fighting. We're trying to be. We're trying to be perfect. But yes, there are things that sometimes might pull up, pull on mm-hmm. our legs a little bit. But that doesn't mean that we, we, like the only difference between us and then those people that are doing it that don't know Christ is that we try to get up. When we fall, we get back up. Right. But when they fall, they don't see themselves as one. They just, they just, it's just a norm for them, and yeah. they don't feel the need to get up. Mm-hmm. No, but we, we try, we, we get up because the righteous shall fall, but rise back up. I was just no. thinking of that verse. So we, 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 we make mistakes and we pick ourselves back up because we want to be like Christ. Mm-hmm. And so that's what that's what the world just has to see. And yeah. As far as if there's anybody there that's trying to follow Christ, but they feel like in the wrong crowd or wrong friend group or whatever it is just surround yourself with and you know you know the crazy thing i forgot to mention this like once i stopped like maybe once i lost maybe not lost the friends but maybe once i stopped hanging out with that let me do scratch certain friends god surrounded me with but the whole whole the whole different group of friends that mm-hmm. is you know, that are like you know like-minded yeah. And and even now, even to this day, he's still he's still separating me. Even to this day, right now I'm in Bible college, and everybody here is aspiring to be, you know, to be ministers and things like that. So it's like it's like as you progress with God, he will he will change the environments around you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So don't worry, it's because it's not it's listen, it's not it's not a friend that will take you to heaven. It's not a family member that will take you to heaven. It's you and your decisions and your decisions alone that will take you to meet the Father. That will take you will help you get to know God. It's not anybody. Yeah. So if you're seeking after this Christ, if you're seeking after God, you have to do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to want Him more than anything else in this world, because 
it's, it's, I know that there's people that try to um, say that oh, like um, I know I know there was one person that mentioned that they'll follow Christ when they're a certain age, when they're twenty something, <laughs> right? And to me, that's that's nonsense because it's like like you don't have like you can't set you can't say what if what if you don't get to that age yeah. what if sometimes you don't get to that age mm-hmm. you know and we we try to we try to do this thing where we want to perfect ourselves before christ comes to perfect us and that's wrong mm. you can't you can't say okay i'll stop gossiping and then i'll go read my bible or i'll stop gossiping and then and then i'll start following christ no 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 christ is saying that no 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 and then i don't care what you i don't care how filthy you are just come to me as you are and in your process of you coming to me he'll clean you mm-hmm it will clean you. You can't expect to go into the water and not get wet, right? So he's saying that, like, he's not saying that, oh, Paul, you know, if you want to get wet, he's not saying that, oh, like, go get a gallon of water, pour it on yourself, and then go in the ocean. <laughs> no. He's saying just come into the ocean and you you naturally just get wet mm-hmm. if you're in the ocean. Yeah. Right? And that's what it is. We can't, we can't, we do this thing where we try to put the power within ourselves and say, okay, I'll stop. Okay, I'll stop having sex. I'll stop fornicating. I'll stop masturbating. I'll stop doing this before I get to Christ. And then, I, and then I'll take Christ seriously again. But no, 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 no. He's saying, come to me. And when once you, in your journey to him, in your journey to actually finding him, you will, all those things won't, won't be a bother anymore because if you're seriously, if you're serious about finding him, then you'll be you including in everything that you do, reading your Bible, praying. If you constantly be engaged in things that has to do with him because you want to get to know him, and in doing all those things, you want you to realize your your spirit will be strengthened enough to stand against those things that were a problem to you before. Yeah. So he's not he's saying come as you are. You don't have to be. You don't have to read. Your, no, you don't. You don't have to be close to God, or you don't have to be whatever it is. No, he's saying come as you are. That's the amazing thing about Christ, I believe. That he for him he says come as you are. Mm-hmm. The way that you are, come. He will accept you, and then he will change you while you're coming to him. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I think that also I think the reason why people are hesitant is because they feel like, and this is feeling because feelings aren't facts. But they feel like whatever it is, whatever it is that they have to lose, like the boy they're talking to that they have to lose, or the greed that they have to lose, or the lust that they have to lose, the sex that yeah. they have to stop having, the partying they have to stop doing. Yeah. They think that is they're holding on to that because that feels better to them than what they think whatever Jesus has for them is. Yes. Yes. So. I had that too. I like where I felt like, like okay, if I find Christ, then what? My life become boring. Mm, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. I feel you. I was like, dang, I have to stop listening to all these or doing all these things. But they're so fun. But I'm mm. having a way more fulfilling life now. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. yeah. Genuine happiness. Yeah. Mm. Alrighty. It is an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> Yeah. So we will end here. Do you have any last words? Um, I feel like you've said you it all, Jerome. Last, you were really preaching. Yeah. Do you have any last words? You can speak. <laughs> um, I I would just reiterate what you were saying that you do not have to be perfect to like follow God. Yeah. You. Be, you transform and renew. I see so many like self-help books and how to be confident, how to make money or how to be the best you. And you have to wake up and look in the mirror and say you're yeah. beautiful three times a day and write down your affirmations. 
all these things we are trying with human strength is not gonna work <laughs> you yeah. naturally gain all those things when you not go into christ like yeah. you naturally will gain confidence you you will all these things that you hate, hate about yourself whether it's your looks the way you talk to people maybe you, you think that you're too you get too angry a lot or anything mm -hmm. but then you've been trying and trying and trying or you have like problems or bad relationship with food or bad relationship with your parents boys girls you're addicted to things but you're trying with your own strength and you've read so many articles and so many youtube videos but nothing's helping because you're doing it with your own flesh your own flesh yeah, yeah. and once you start reading your bible having a relationship with god you realize all those little things start plucking away yeah plucking away because you're being refined so yeah. really truly yeah. that's the only help you ever need and if if you ever need if you ever feel like you're going through a hard time and you need someone to talk to feel free head up karen yeah please yeah, i guess so many dms of people please. going through stuff and i try my best to respond like and yeah. i don't even try and give like one sentence response i really try and like talk to yeah. you guys like you guys are my friends you know yeah feel free hit up you know hit up karen hit up salvation youth hit up jerome yeah yes there's there's so many avenues that there's people that are willing to help yeah genuinely help too not you know not just take you lightly on or whatever but mm -hmm. feel free and you know be like I said, for me most most likely i'll be like if somebody's asking for help i'm most likely i'm i try to be honest with them as possible with myself as well like you know if i've gone through i'll tell you oh, i went through it, and this is this and this and this and this is how i got yeah. over it you know so it will help it will be beneficial if you know and yeah mm -hmm. you know, don't you know perfection is not the goal the relationship is yeah Right. Yes. And you need church. <laughs> I know there's yeah. a whole thing going on right now. Like, I don't need church to have a relationship. Yeah, yeah you, you do. Church <laughs> helps. Church, church is a is a um, place we go to, you know, edify one another. Exactly. Uh, you know, because the Bible says, do not forget the, the, the meeting of the saints or something like that. Mm -hmm. So you can, like Jerome was saying, you don't need a pastor or anything to grow a relationship with God, but try and find a church that you feel comfortable and welcome in. So that you can so, also meet other yeah. like-minded people, and they can help you. You don't have to do it on your own. So, so yeah, don't miss, don't miss, don't. So, so it's like, yeah, you can find, you can find Christ on your own. You can build your personal relationship with them. However, the church will solidify that personal relationship. Mm -hmm. That the church will will, will 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 be the pillars that will hold it together. Right. Some, sometimes on a personal thing, you might not understand something. On a personal thing, you might be going through something. But the church, if you're in the right place, that that is. If you're in the right place, they'll be, they should be able to be able to disciple you and mentor you to be able to stand. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the importance of the churches as well. So don't 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 say I'm not going to church. I, I'm going to. No, you can go to church <laughs> as well. You can do both. Yeah, I saw you this Instagram post that was yeah. like, yeah, you don't need church to have a relationship with God. But you also you don't need a house to have a relationship with their wife, but if you stay away long enough from the house, you lose that relationship with their wife. Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, we're going to end here. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jerome, for all your insights and being willing to share your story with us. I know that 
it is going to help so many people, girls and boys, old, young, you know. It's going to help yeah. so many people. So thank you for allowing me to share a story. And um, also, Jerome has a YouTube channel and a podcast. I linked it in the other episode, but I'm going to link it in this episode too. You guys can go check it out. And yeah. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you took something away from this. And if you have any questions, hit me up or hit your mom up. <laughs> and yeah, right? We're done? Um, yeah, we're done. <laughs> you have one part more thing to say? Three? Part three? And I also come to Imagine. Yeah, Anka, so Anka, you have to start paying me for this. <laughs> no, you have to start paying me. Sure. <laughs> I don't make any money of this, Jerome. I know, I know. <laughs> just, a, just a yeah, couple just cents. A, just a couple thousand, she said. I said just a couple cents. <laughs> oh. Oh, all right, yeah, so... Um, yeah, hope you guys have a lovely rest of your day, week, whenever you're listening to this, and I'll catch you in another, oh, the next episode next week. Oh, yeah. follow Sir Kingdom Citizens, what is the name? Yeah. If, uh, um, follow Kingdom yeah. Citizens on Instagram and on YouTube and on podcast app. I tell them I'll link it down below, so I'll put it in the description. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. Bye. Bye-bye now. Adios. <laughs> yeah.